0: Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, attorney Scott Kalish. Hey everyone, this is Scott Kalish. I am a divorce and family law attorney here in South Florida. Today, I wanna talk to you about Saving money on attorney's fees when you're going through a divorce or a family law case, right? I would say that that, that probably most attorneys, you know, want you to spend, right? It's natural in business that they want you to spend as much money as possible. I take a little bit of a different approach. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a businessman. I definitely want to make money. But at the same time, I want to help people. And I believe that the best form of marketing and the best form of business development is word of mouth, right? People having a positive, great experience and them organically, naturally spreading the word. I think that that's the most powerful marketing strategy there is, right? In business. And um, it's also the cheapest. So that's why I love it when people save money and overall have a great experience working with our firm. So today, I want to talk to you and I want to share with you three strategies or three traps, right, to use or, or not to fall into if they're traps that, that are geared towards saving money on attorney's fees, right, when you're going through a divorce or family law case, right? So let's go through them. The first thing that I would say is keep a level head. You know, divorce is undoubtedly one of the most emotional areas of the law Situations are often chaotic, right? There can be verbal and sometimes physical abuse between the spouses. Children's lives are often disrupted. You know, it's definitely a real mess sometimes. I can say that obviously we're all humans and that we all obviously have a tendency to allow emotions to seep into our decision-making. I can tell you that the moment that you Allow your emotions to take control of your decision-making is the moment that you give your spouse the advantage, right? You give your spouse the leg up, but it also is the moment that you almost guarantee yourself that you're going to be spending more money than necessary. And I'm not saying here, I'm not not advocating that you can avoid emotions playing any role in your decision-making, right? They're always going to play some role in your decision making, right? It's just not possible to totally exclude emotions from decision making. And I think to some extent, you know, making decisions based on how you're feeling is, is okay sometimes, right? But what I'm talking about primarily is when people just totally lose control of logical, reasonable, rational decision making, and they are making decisions out of pure emotion. I'm a divorce attorney right so we we have a lot of cases between the three uh, you know attorneys here and there are definitely cases that I have right now where I can honestly say the clients are making decisions based on emotions right and I certainly certainly have cases against spouses where they're making decisions purely out of emotion not out of logic and reason right so that's the first tip I want to share with you is that keep a level head make decisions based on logic and reason rather than emotion, right? And and this point ties into the second point that I'll share with you, which is exercise sound decision-making, right? And what I mean by that is making good legal decisions. And you might be sitting there either in the gym listening to me or maybe on the drive home thinking to yourself, Scott, how can I be expected to make good legal decisions? That's why I have you. To make the decisions for me, right? You're the expert. Um, no, I am an expert, but I, I'm not the one that makes the decisions. You know, the clients make the decisions. You know, I tell clients from the get-go, a lot of clients, I say, Hey, you're the captain of the ship. Think of me like the navigator. I'm the one that tells you. I look at the map, I check the weather, I, I tell you, hey, I think you should sail in this direction or that direction based on X, Y, and Z. Ultimately, the captain of the ship makes the final call. You determine which way we go, okay? So when I say exercising sound decision-making, making good legal decisions, two things are important, right? And I learned this early on as a young lawyer. Two things are important. The law is one and the facts is two, right? Those two things are extremely important when you're trying to make good legal decisions, right? And that's in any area of the law, right? The facts and the law is is what matters, right? So strong legal decisions are based on solid facts, solid relevant facts, and obviously the applicable law, right? Weak decisions, right? decisions that are subject to be challenged in court, right are decisions that are not based on the relevant facts and not based on the law, right? So weak decisions naturally are going to be challenged a lot more than strong legal decisions, right? so if you are someone that you know finds themselves making a lot of bad legal decisions, you're going to find yourself in court a lot more. And 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 guess what? The more time that you spend in court equals the more money you're spending on attorney's fees. So that's to the contrary, right? If you're making strong legal decisions, then those decisions are are probably not going to be challenged as often. And if they do get challenged, well, if your spouse takes a position that that can be deemed frivolous, they might be responsible for your attorney's fees at the end of the case or at the end of that particular issue, right, once that issue is resolved. So that's the second thing I I would say is really concentrate on exercising sound decision-making, right? Make good legal decisions. And again, rely on your attorney to tell you, right, hey, I think this is a strong decision based on This and this or no, I don't think that that's a strong legal decision based on this or that. I mean, your attorney should be a great teacher, right? They need to explain to you and give you reasons why your decisions are strong or your decisions are weak, right? And help you understand why so that you can be in a position where you can make great legal decisions, right? And I I could almost guarantee that if you are making good legal decisions, it's, it's going to keep you out of court and it's going to thereby save you money, right? You're saving money on attorney's fees. The last thing I would say is, I would say strategically use your attorney. You know, as a divorce and family law attorney, I love working with people. I love working with clients. It's why I do what I do. You know, I love hearing their stories, I love breaking bread. I love hearing, you know, where they came from, how they got here. And I love hearing about their plans for the future and what they're going to do. Like, it's literally why I do what I do. With that said, you want to strategically use your attorney, right? And and what I mean by that is you want to use them for the legal work. You don't want to use them necessarily for a therapy session, right? And and I say that with the most respect, right? I mean, like I said before, there's nothing I love doing more than hearing And from my clients and talking to my clients, right? So, but also, right, talking to attorneys is is expensive. Most of us, you know, the vast majority of family law attorneys, they charge by the hour. So, and also, right, the vast majority of us are not licensed mental health professionals. We're not equipped. We're not trained to help you through the emotional side of this, the mental health side of this. So you don't want to use your attorney as your therapist. Obviously, the issues with divorce, you know, definitely overlap with that, right? With the, with the role of therapist at times, but you don't want to find yourself on you know hour long conversations about um, something that's totally irrelevant to, to the case. And if you're able to follow that piece of advice, you'll definitely save money. So those are the three things that I just wanted to share with you. I think that if you're able to master, you know, those three areas, keeping a level head, exercising, you know, good. Sound decision making, right? Making good legal decisions, and then also strategically using your attorney. If you're able to master those three things, you're going to be in a lot better shape than you would otherwise be in terms of attorney's fees. So I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I hope you guys are getting value from it. Just want to let you know that we started a Facebook group recently, right? I'll put the link in the show notes. The Facebook group is really designed. For people that that want more information about divorce, you know, they can use it as another resource to ask questions. I'll be in there um, answering questions. I also have, you know, some experts in there, a forensic accountant. You know, if questions come up, please feel free to ask those questions and just another resource to equip yourself with knowledge and um, just a place for um, people to get support as well if they're going through some of these issues. So definitely check that out if you're interested. But yeah, that's it. Also, if you're listening to the podcast and you're finding it valuable, please uh, give it a five-star review on uh, wherever you're listening. But that's it for today. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your day or night. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.